Hello and welcome to the Technical Foul Podcast. My name is Rune Shunker, staff writer and podcast host at locosports.info. Joining me on the line is Owl-in-Chief Owen Godimer and staff writer Matthew Chestnut. Matthew, it's your first appearance on this podcast. How does it feel? It feels awesome, man. I've been listening to you for about a year now, so it's been great. All right, we got a lot of stuff to talk about, and for once, we're going to be able to focus a little bit. It's all about the Dulles District boys and girls side. Basketball is heating up in the playoffs, and it's time to talk some hoops. Matt, let's start with you. Me and you yesterday, we're recording this on at 9 p.m. on Thursday, February 20th. So it's the day after Dominion went to Valley and lost 60-57. to 57. Matthew, just take me through your initial thoughts. Me and you were both at that game sitting on the baseline, great seats. Take me through what you were thinking during that game. Initial thoughts. Man, my, my initial thoughts were really just Dominion has found a way to do something that not a lot of teams in the district have been able to do, and that's slow down Trent Dawson. Um, they really gave him fits in the first half, and he was able to come out and kind of give a, a better offensive uh, output in the second half. But that was the first thing that jumped out to me um, was initially Dominion had a great first half. I really we, – we did our halftime report when we were there. I really felt pretty confident in Dominion closing out the game, but Trent Dawson just showed really what he can do. And I think going into county, that's huge for him to have that second half um, to kind of regain some momentum. Um, and make sure that he's going to be on point because the Vikings are going to need him. They really run through him, and they're going to need him against County and Matthew Anderson. Yeah, he scored 22 points in the game, five in the first half, 12 in the third quarter just then, and then five in the closing frame. It just shows how quickly he fills up the stat sheet. Uh, Beginning of the uh, second half, he just comes out and hits a three, and, I mean, he was electric just the the entire third quarter. He scored 12 points. I mean, for me, what I'm going to take away is the crowd there. Latin Valley came out in full support. Dominion came out in full support. But... If people talk about this game, they're going to talk about the end of the game. Let's take let's take people yeah. to the moment. So Dominion has a ball down three. Uh, they come down and uh, down two. Down two. Were, no, they were down two, and then they had the um, Shelton traveled, and then right. so so there's thirty seconds left. Down two, Shelton travels, and that, then turn it over. Dawson goes to the line and misses both. Right, so now Dominion has a chance to tie, and uh, they took a timeout after the first Dawson free throw, and Correct. I'm guessing in that situation they just planned if he makes it do this, if he misses it do this, and right. then after that, uh, they don't want to call a timeout, and I'm guessing, I mean, this was something that was probably second-guessed a lot, but I'm guessing that they didn't call the timeout largely because they wanted to go in, in transition against an unset uh, Valley defense, which I, I understand that. But unfortunately, Max Mancusa throws a pass. It goes out of bounds. Valley hits a free throw. Game over. Yeah. That's how fast the season turns. It's just, I mean, I'm writing about this later tonight, so I don't want to leave, give too much away. But I think that just showed that was a playoff game right there. That was two teams giving their best, two stars, a star player just willing his team to a win. And that's what I'm going to take sure. away from it. Yeah, definitely. All right. Is there anything else from the Dulles District uh, first and second rounds that really surprised us? I think, I mean, mostly I just saw blowouts on both sides, the girls and the guys. Loudoun Valley, I mean, not surprising. Dominion, uh, Dominion losing to Tuscarora on the girls' side, again, not surprising. So, Owen, do you have any specific takeaways? No, I think first quarterfinal and semifinal kind of went as expected for everyone. Okay, then let's talk about our finals game. Let's start with the Tuscarora at Valley game 
for the girls. Oh, and what's your keys to the game for Tuscarora in this? Yeah, this is a game I watched twice happen during the regular season. Um, the key to the game is, can Tuscarora, I mean, this is not meant to be offensive, but can Tuscarora find some more players? Um, Loudoun Valley has rolled through everyone they've played. Um, they've rolled through Tuscarora twice now. Um, Tuscarora is definitively the second best team in the Dallas District. Not a question anyone can take that away from them. Um, unfortunately, Valley's definitively the best. Yep. Um, the combination of Megan Stevenson, Lewis Volker, Jordan Campbell, Jane Bottomer, um, Alyssa Hassan. I mean, they, they got so many girls to talk about at Loudoun Valley. Um, I do think that, that Tuscarora has the best player in Loudoun County, Isabella Middleton. Uh, I just don't think that Isabella Middleton by herself. Uh, she has a very young team around her. They start, I think, three freshmen, a sophomore, and then the senior in Middleton. Uh, can slow down the gauntlet that is Loudoun Valley girls basketball. Yeah, I'm tending to agree with you, but I think the key for Tuscarora has to be how much can Middleton do, you know? She has to be not just great, not just superstar level. I mean, she has to be quite literally otherworldly for them to have a chance at winning this game. And it's it's not a knock on Tuscarora. It's more just a representation of how good uh, Valley is. Uh, do you have a, one pivotal matchup that you think is really going to play out? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'd love to. I love. I'm going to be there. I want to love to watch how uh, uh, Middleton and uh, Megan Stevenson go up against each- one another. Um, they play different positions, but they do, you know, they're going to get to see each other uh, on both ends of the floor um, just based on how rotations happen and whatnot. Um, and, yeah, like you said, it's not a knock at all on Tuscarora. They're a young team. they got some tremendous talent. They're going to be good for the next few years. Unfortunately, they're just running into a team that's best team we've seen in Loudoun, uh, Loudoun County High School or Loudoun County Public Schools, excuse me, for a few years here. So, I know last year Middleton find, found herself in kind of a similar spot when she went against Freedom. Do you think that this is going to be a situation where, where would you put Valley in comparison to last year's Freedom Team? Uh, yeah, I mean they're comparable. Last year's Freedom Team, uh, you're talking about girls like Jalen Bats, Morgan Harden. Um, I'm, I know I'm missing some obvious ones there, but they are uh, absolutely tremendous. Uh, they actually play very similarly. They're both defensive-minded teams. They pressure the whole game. Um, they're actually kind of identical, Freedom and Loudon Valley, in that sense. Um, they both have girls that can score. Uh, they both have uh, very uh, electric starting lineups. Um, neither team, and, and this isn't, a, again, a knock on the teams. They don't really need deep depth, so much depth on their bench because their starters are so good. Uh, but, yeah, I think that they're comparable. Um, again, uh, not a knock on Tuscarora or Isabella Middleton because, like I said, I think she's the best player in Atlanta County. I just don't think that her alone is enough to take down all of the weapons that Loudoun Valley has. Yeah, I, I'm – Listen, I love Isabella Milton more than almost anyone in the county. I've done an interview with her, and I think she's just simply phenomenal. But it's really, really hard to look at the amount of depth and top-end talent that Valley has and really think that this is going to be a super competitive game. Uh, what's, what, is there any kind of X factor that could really turn this game in any way? Yeah, I think Isabella's little sister, Grace, could be that X factor. Um, if you're looking at uh, Valley has a lot of people that are going to help, but um, I think that if, if Tuscarora wants outside shot, I don't think Isabella Middleton's going to be the difference um, because she's going to do what she's going to do, period. It's going to be, can someone else step up for Tuscarora? And I think if someone else does set up, step up, excuse me, it's going to be Grace Middleton, um, who has done it before. She's young again, a freshman, but 
Um, she she has played big in, in certain moments. Um, this is obviously going to be the biggest stage of her career, uh, being only a freshman. She can step up. You know, maybe there's something interesting that can happen uh, down the stretch. Um, I think if Cam Worley on Tuscarora can hit a couple threes early and get the momentum, uh, there's a possibility there. It, we're going to see if Tuscarora is going to have to get through the Valley uh, press and that pressure that they put on in the full court if they want a shot um, at kind of creating offensively. So um, it's, Tuscarora is a team that loves to score in transition. Uh, unfortunately, with the way Valley plays defense and the way that they can handle the basketball, uh, it's going to be a little bit more challenging for Tuscarora to kind of get those takeaways and get out into transition. All right. Uh, do you have a prediction? Uh, yeah, I hate score. Doing, yeah, I hate doing score predictions, <laughs> uh, but I'll, I'll throw one out there and say uh, 60 to 45 Tuscarora. I'm going to go kind of similar to you, maybe a little bit lower scoring. I think the team's just going to be, be a little bit tighter during a championship game. Uh, I'm going to say... <laughs> 52-37 in favor of Valley. Listen, uh, I'm uh, the one thing I'm really happy about for all these teams is that no team will be eliminated completely. No season will end based on the Dallas District final games, uh, despite the result. So at the very least, we will get to see uh, Isabella Middleton continue her career after this game. All right, now let's move on to the Loudoun Valley-Loudoun County game. This game is going to be hosted at County. One thing I'm kind of interested to see is we saw for Loudoun Valley on, in the game against Dominion how much their home crowd played a factor. I mean, they were packed in the jungle. They kind of going to be split a little bit in terms of their two games that are pretty close by. Uh, County and Valley are pretty close to each other in terms of actual distance. And I'm, I'm curious to see if there's going to be a split almost in the crowd based on that. Any thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I, I it's unfortunate that they're not playing this at a, a co-located uh, mm-hmm. venue like Five C does, just because you get you miss out on opportunities like this. Right, and it would make um, our I'd job love easier. To see, I'd love to see a split crowd. Um, unfortunately, I don't think there will be one, just because uh, teams uh, fans tend to travel to boys games, um, yeah. which is a shame because the Latin Valley girls team is unreal talented, and they deserve all the uh, all the support they can get. Um, I'm just saying from kind of a fan base, what we've seen historically, mm-hmm. I don't know if there will be a split. Um, people will show, it is Valley. They're at home. The girls are. People are going to show up to support their girls. Um, it'll be interesting to see, but, uh, you know, I think that of the two games, I think that Valley County boys is going to be a better game anyway. So I think more people end up turning up there. Right, also, let's... just because of the prior matchups and just how those how the games have gone this year, I think the the Valley County game is really one that Valley fans are looking to you know see them pull out you know if, if if they're if they're able to do that because of how you know the prior matchups have been so that to me that that's got a little more appeal if I'm, if I'm a Vikings basketball fan to go and possibly see you know my, um, my boys team you know beat the team that they've been struggling with against all season. That's fair, and it's a huge rivalry game. I mean, for sure, Matthew. So let's let's start talking about that game. Me and you yep. were talking about this the second. Uh, we realized that County had won. That there's a chance that we get we could get to see these two teams in a Dallas District Championship. Now that's not something you get to see, say very often. And the, there's just so many intriguing storylines in this game that I kind of want to go through. So let's start with this. There's two star point guards in this game. I mean, the, like capital S, capital two capital S's and superstar. <laughs> Matt Anderson for County and Trent Dawson for Valley. Yeah. How do you see that matchup playing out? 
So for me, I think it. I think honestly, it, it balances out. I think I, I would give the edge to Anderson, um, just because I mean he, he had twenty eight against Riverside, um, which is kind of unreal. Um, and he he like set the career record for threes. I mean he's on a really hot stretch. Dawson played well, but like we said, he did have a struggle for the first half. So even though I would give it the edge to Anderson, I think overall it's gonna kind of. It's gonna. It's 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 not gonna sweat. Like those two are going to kind of balance each other out. What I think is gonna be the difference maker is me and Brune, Me and you talk about this is the the supporting cast around those two point guards. And I think for me, I would give the clear edge to County. Um, really, just based off of you know Mark Siegel has really impressed me this season. Um, and if if Mark Siegel is able to have him and you know carry that you know non Matthew Anderson scoring load um, for County then I think that gives County the really, you know, the edge. Because like we said, um, like we were talking about, in the first half, Trent Dawson was having trouble getting going. And the biggest problem with them is that if he can't get going, then a lot of the team can't get going on their own. Um, we saw Zion Ball have a big game. Zion Ball will have to be that – or somebody else on the Valley team, but I, was, I think it would be Zion Ball is going to have to be that strong second option if Valley wants to, you know, compete against this County team. Oh, and thoughts on the point guard matchup? Yeah, Matt's right on point. I think, actually, it's a non-factor. Um, Trenton, Trent and Matt are going to balance each other. You look at the stat lines from their first two matchups this year, they're almost dead even in terms of what they did uh, across the stat line. Anderson, uh, basically even on points and uh, rebounds, Anderson had 15 assists, Dawson had 6, Dawson had 12 steals, Anderson had 1. Otherwise, they're dead even. Um, they're both the un- undisputed leaders of their team. Um, I actually think that that matchup plays very little role in how the game turns out. Uh, I think Matt is right on point with that analysis. Yeah, what I'm curious to see is Dominion plays a really intriguing scheme, and I think it's really kind of tempted Dawson a little bit just because they're forcing him. He talked about this. He said essentially that they force him to shoot in ways that he wasn't comfortable with for the first half, especially and in the first matchup. So I think County's going to play a little bit more of a – not like a basic defense, but more of a traditional defense, whether it's a 2-3 zone or a man-to-man scheme. They might, I mean, listen, it wouldn't surprise me to see Mark Alexander uh, switch things up and try to throw some new looks at uh, Dawson and try to slow him down. But if they go with this, the same look, I think that he's going to have, um, Dawson's going to have an easier time than he did against Dominion just because He's seen this stuff before, and it's going to take less of an adjustment period. Yeah, but- yeah I mean, I think defensively, uh, County's done a good job. He scored 38 points, so 19 a game, 19 on average in those two games against County. Um, I anticipate Loudoun County rolling out the exact same defense that they rolled out against Valley. Their game plan the entire time was, Trent Dawson's going to get his, let's make sure no one else does, um, which I think is a fine game plan. Um, if you can kind of keep him under, you know, let him do his thing, but everyone else keep them under control, you're going to be all right against that Valley team. Um, what he did, what he did in the first two first two matchups of the season against them is he just threw a hundred different guys at him. So they were man, they were zone, but for the most part, when they're sitting in man, Caleb Rexrod guarded him. Luke Brenner did a fantastic job defensively against Trent Dawson. Uh, Mark Siegel guarded him. Uh, Brendan Boyers came off the bench and guarded him. Jared Briscoe off the bench did a fantastic job guarding Trent Dawson. You notice one guy I didn't mention guarding Trent Dawson in all of those stories is Matt Anderson. Yep. Yeah. Um, now, Matt Anderson did guard him in the second half of both of those games. Uh, but they, what they did is they actually let other guys guard Trent Dawson in the first half to give Matt Anderson some breathing room and also to get Matt Anderson to keep him out of foul trouble early. Um, I do not anticipate Loudoun County doing anything differently. 
they've controlled that matchup over the last four games. They're 4-0 over the last four. Um, they beat them this year twice by eight and nine points. Um, I don't anticipate them trying to do anything different than what they've done and seen success with uh, recently against them. All right. So we kind of agreed that the point guard matchup is going to be evening out for both teams. What yeah, is... And I, and I absolutely agree that it's going to be a fun matchup. I don't for want sure. to discount the fact that Matt Anderson versus Trent Dawson isn't a headline. Oh, yeah. However... I just think that they're at, you know, they're they're on the same playing field, so it's yeah. gonna kind of be a wash for me. They're both gonna get theirs, and it's gonna be interesting because, you know, this isn't a debate that we have often, but who's the best point guard in the county? You can make a real argument that these two guys are the best uh, uh, boys basketball point guards right now, and to see them go against each other, I think it's gonna be pretty fun, and I'm, you know, it's gonna be interesting to see how Dawson. Uh, Responds. It's going to be an emotional atmosphere. He didn't play well against County. I, you know, the crowd kind of got in his head. So it's going to be a cool kind of. It's going to be a cool thing to see how he adjusts because you know he's he's just such a great player that he's going to. I, I just want to see how he reacts. It's going to be really really interesting. Um, so we kind of agree that the point guard matchup is going to be a bit of a wash. Then what is going to be the matchup that's going to decide this game? Owen then Matthew. Um, so I, Matt, Matthew kind of touched on this, so I'll let him uh, talk. Mark Siegel. I actually think the matchup that's gonna that's gonna really impact this game. Um, I'm gonna throw some names out there that people don't know. Uh, is going to be the matchup for the big men. Um, Nate Brown, County's big man, first year playing varsity basketball uh, at Loudoun County. Actually, didn't even play competitive basketball in, in high school until this year. Starting at center for them. That's incredible. Um, has done a fantastic job <coughs> progressing through the season uh, and just causing disruption uh, in the in the paint for Loudoun County. Um, I just pulled the stats from their first two matchups of the season just to look at it. Uh, Loudoun Valley rotates three big men, Cooper Thanel, uh Cole Thanel, and Ben Hall. Yep. Those guys scored zero points total in their two matchups against uh, Loudoun County. Nate Brown had 11. <laughs> Those guys had... 12 rebounds total, Nate Brown had nine. Those guys had five blocks total, Nate Brown had eight. So wow. Nate Brown by himself is kind of controlling that. And that doesn't, you know, <clears throat> not that uh, the other big man for county that kind of rotates in there with Nate Brown is Kiefer Cummings. He does a fantastic job. He's a bigger guy, comes in there, kind of bangs people around a little bit. Uh, not really a scoring threat, but he's going to get you his, he's going to get his minutes and uh, he's going to play very physical. Um, so it's, it's interesting because actually the first time they played, we said, is county going to have an answer for the valley big men and actually now we're you know we're three weeks later saying i don't know if valley's going to be able to stop nate brown's presence uh in the paint i think he is going to be the difference in this game um yeah that's my that's my take is he's kind of going to be the x factor here nate, nate brown from latter county all right matthew yeah i think um that's a that's a big one and i think um you know controlling the rebounds is going to be a huge factor in you know kind of who is able to control the pace um but, yeah, I, I want to go back to, you know, Mark Siegel. Is I think if, if you look at, you know, it, Dawson and Anderson are the top two. You can put them in whatever order you want. But I think the third best player in this game is going to be Mark Siegel. And it's going to be – he's going to be a really big factor in how County is able to kind of jump out early. If, if County can get going early with Mark Siegel and Matthew Anderson working together um, and jump out to a lead, that's going to be huge for them. And for Valley, it really is going to come down to who is that second option. Is it going to be Avery Nance? Is it going to be Zion Ball? Is it going to be one of the big men? Is, are they going to have a better game against uh, Big Nate Brown? 
Um, that's going to be, you know, the biggest, I think for me, the biggest X factor is, you know, who is going to be the top scorer for Val- for Valley not named Trent Dawson? Um, because we've seen what happens when a defense can, you know, suffocate Trent Dawson is that the Vikings seem to sputter a little bit. We saw against Dominion that first half, Zion Ball had five threes. So obviously he's capable of being that second option. So is Avery Nance. So is a bunch of other guys on that Valley. It just, you know, who is it going to be and who is going to step up in the big game is, a, I, I think, to me, a big storyline going for, um, going into this game. Do you guys want to hear? Uh, I know we've talked about Zion Ball, and I watched, I actually streamed the Valley Dominion game yesterday, so I saw him go off. Mm-hmm. You want to hear a quick fact, Zion Ball fact against Loudoun County this year? He has a yes. great name. Oh. Zero points, two rebounds, one assist, one steal. See, that's uh, in both games? Two games. Two wow. games combined, that's what he did. See, Owen, um, um, I, like, I, I understand where you're coming with the point, but here's the thing. And I talked to Zion after the game, and he agreed with me. It's been a really he, – he said it himself. He said that it was a rough adjustment for him transferring in here. And, I mean, that, ga- that stat line you said against County, you could say that about almost a, lo- a large part of his year. He's been – I mean, he was a guy that he had really high hopes for, and he hasn't necessarily lived up to those standards. But, he, but what he is is a shooter. And if he gets hot, I mean, that was the difference in the Dominion game because we can talk about Dawson's impact, but if Zion Ball misses two of those threes, we're currently t- previewing oh. a County Dominion final. Yeah, no doubt. And I think that's how Valley has stayed in games against County this year. I mean, Avery Nance – uh, is averaging almost 10 a game against County this year. Umer Obeyed averaged nine, uh, and they were shooting the ball, and, and that's kind of where they were living. Uh, so there's no doubt, you know, it could just be Zion falls into that mix and, and gets his against County this time. Um, I do think, though, that, you know, you're talking about having two or three guards, having to keep up with Mark Siegel offensively, um, and I think that's going to be a challenge. The other thing that Mark Siegel does really well, he's a really underrated rebounder. Um, he does a really good job getting down there, banging around in the paint, getting his boards, um, and then getting out in transition. You know, he kind of, from that perspective, he's the, he's a, a good enough ball handler that he can kind of move around in transition. Um, he's also, for a for a shooting guard, he's also really tall. He's, he's big. He's physically big. Yeah. He's not just a skinny tall shooting guard. He's physically big, oh, yeah. so we can get in there and bang around in the boards a little bit. Um, so, yeah, I think that Mark Siegel, uh, I, I think you got to slow him down as much as, you know, as much as you got to slow Avery Nance Umaro Babe and uh, Zion Ball down. Mark Siegel is such a big scoring threat. Um, and, you know, we haven't even talked about guys like Caleb Brexford who could go off on any given night. Yeah. Um, Luke Brenner, fantastic defender, does a great job rebounding the basketball. Um, Jared Briscoe, defensively for Loudoun County, fantastic coming in and getting those extra minutes uh, and giving some of his guys some breaks. So I think that there's a lot of opportunities. Augie Brody, who we didn't even mention yet, he's a guy that was named All Loco uh, or uh, All Tournament team for the Loco Sports Tip Off Tournament. Dude was averaging sure. like twenty points a game, and, and he hasn't hasn't had that hot streak recently. But he could go off. I think against Parkview, he had twenty or thirty or something like that. Um, you know, he he can put the ball in the basket. Uh, I just think that there's a lot of weapons for Loudoun County. That's not to say Loudoun Valley doesn't have its weapons. It does. You know, someone like Clyde Volker, who didn't have great games against County yet, he's a guy that could score twenty points tomorrow night. Um, so I think that it's going to be a fun matchup. You know, one thing I'm looking out for is does Mark Se- Mark Siegel's a bit of a streaky shooter, and he's a big body. You're right; he rebounds really well. But when it comes to a scoring touch, there's sometimes where he kind of gets into a mode where he's taking maybe a couple, one too many shots that he shouldn't be. And I think that 
in a game like this where Valley's going to want to slow it down, they're want, going to want to just get they're want they're go, they're fine going against a set defense. They want to go slow, which I we'll talk about this in a second, but I don't think that's where they're at their best. I would agree. And if Mark Siegel in a game like that when positions are possessions are limited, if Mark Siegel gets a little bit shot happy, you could see him not having the best impact on the game. Yeah, he 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 is a streaky shooter. He's un- I mean, in County's favor, he's been streaky hot for the last however many games, so he's been doing a fantastic job. Um, talking about slowing the game down, I don't think there's a team in Loudoun County that likes to slow the game more than Loudoun, slow the game game down more than Loudoun County themselves. Yep. Um, they do not want to play fast. Uh, Valley likes to get out in transition. Not that County doesn't. Absolutely, when you got a guy like Matt Anderson, you want to get out in transition. Uh, but they're a team that's going to make you earn your shots defensively. Uh, best defensive team in Loudoun County in terms of average points allowed per game. And that's because they like to play slow. They like to slow you down. Um, and actually, the one kind of uh, shot that Valley had in those two games against Loudoun County was when Valley sped the game up and yep. kind of let them, you know, did it kind of play into County's hand. Um, so I'm going to, I think that Valley's going to want to speed this thing up and not play slow. Um, which, to their detriment defensively, could mean Mark Siegel does get hot. Uh, but you're right. You know, any of these guys, Mark Siegel doesn't get hot. County struggles a little bit. The guards we mentioned for Valley, Umair, Ubaid, uh, Avery Nansen, and uh, Zion Ball don't get hot. That slows Valley down. So I think that's kind of a, a situation that all basketball teams are going to face. You know, if they have streaky – they're high school basketball players. That's going to happen. Um, but I, it's going to be a fun game, I think, uh, no matter what. Um, I'd love to see a back and forth. I'd love to see a close game. Uh, both games were close until the end in the regular season, which I like to see. Uh, blowouts are less fun, I Much think, for fun. everyone involved. Yep, sure. very true. Uh, any? Cl- oh, wait, let's do a prediction for each of you guys, and then I'll give mine. All right, well, our first game was 54-46. Our second game was 54-45. So let's go uh, County 54-44. We'll take <laughs> one point off every game. County 54-44. All right, Matthew. I'm hoping it's a better game than that. <laughs> yeah, so um, going back to what Owen said about speeding the game up, I think Valley's best chance is to speed the game up. And I think coming off of a big game, I like Valley, um, but okay. I don't think quite oh. enough. I, don't, I like Valley going into this game, but I don't think quite enough to come over You know, the, the roster – um, depth that county has. So I'm gonna say county. I'm gonna take county sixty fifty four. All right, that's a high scoring game for Loudoun County, man. Yeah, I think I think yeah, I think it's gonna be a little bit slower than that. I think it's gonna be county fifty, Loudoun Valley forty seven. I'm gonna say it's very Ooh, close, and it comes a down. Game. Yeah, I think uh, Matt Anderson, who I think recently set the record in Loudoun County for Loudoun he County did. High School in threes. Uh, I think threes in, a, threes in a game and threes in a career just set both of them in the last week. Right, and I think he's gonna hit a three late in the game. With how much time left? Not a buzzer beater, but I don't think we're gonna get that lucky. But with, make a three with like eight seconds left. Yeah, something like that. It's gonna be. <laughs> I think I can just see him. You know, I can just see him kind of rising up and saying, "This is my moment," and putting an exclamation point on what's been a pretty a straight-up incredible season for him this year. Yeah. All right. Uh, thank you so much for listening, everybody. Thank you so much for coming on, guys. Go follow – Say your uh, plug your uh, handles and other social media. 
I can plug mine. I prefer people to follow me at Loco Sports. Um, you can also find my personal account at Big O underscore Go Timer. All right, Matthew. Uh, I am on Twitter at Matthew Chestnut. I will probably be doing the game thread um, for the County Valley game. So if you want updates, I will probably be doing that. So at Matthew Chestnut on Twitter. All right, uh, for me at Vibrun Shunker. Go check out the story I just wrote on Potomac Falls securing. Uh, the Potomac District. We'll be talk- We'll be previewing the rest of the playoffs very soon, probably this weekend once we get a finalized bracket. And then read that story. I'm currently working on the Valley Dominion story. That'll be up hopefully soon. And yeah, keep checking stuff out. We got a lot of cool stuff coming. Obviously, the interview with Marissa Almonte will be coming out soon. Please do check that out. She was Don't great. Don't freedom story coming out soon too. Right, and so... It's this is the best time of year. I mean, it's For playoffs. Sure. We're this is the most fun. We're gonna be pumping out a lot of content on all sides. I think I'm going to a game basically every day for the next two or three weeks. So it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be great for my homework schedule. Uh, thank you so much for listening and go check out localsports.info and listen to everything we've done in the technical foul. Thank you.